prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is July 8th, 2019. We've got the 4th of July weekend behind us. And uh, now it's time to get serious about our health. If you were like me, we loosened up, we partied a little bit, we enjoyed ourselves. Uh, but now it's, an, it's, a, it's that point in time where, at least for me, uh, I am going to rededicate uh, myself to this journey uh, that is healthy aging. And today's topic is of paramount importance. In fact, when my guest reached out to me, and he reached out to me, and it was quite auspicious because this is something that many of you know I've been talking about uh, lately, indirectly, tangentially. Uh, I have given up caffeine. I just feel like uh, we, we, especially in the United States, I don't know if this is like this anywhere else, but in the United States, we literally live with our foot on the gas pedal, and we're pretty proud of it. Uh, people boast about only sleeping three or four hours a night, you know, grinding, getting up and grinding. It's so important to grind and work harder and outdo yourself. And, and so many people are developing diseases while they're grinding. You know, I, I say that if you're not sleeping seven to nine hours a night, I don't care how successful you are, you will crash and hit the wall, and you will have all sorts of conditions manifest and you will spend the rest of your life in physician's offices trying to unwind the damage that you've done. Well, part of that grinding is our love affair we have with stimulants today. The The, the more stimulating, the better. Uh, we have people in this audience that literally take primatine tablets because of uh, uh, the, the stimulating effect that they have. They have no bronchial problems at all. They just, they, they just want the the stimulating effects from them. We have people who use pre-workouts in the morning to get started. They're not even going to the gym. They're consuming three, 400 milligrams of caffeine plus other uh, catecholamine-type agents that stimulate them. Uh, and forget about just going to Starbucks. Many of you know my addiction to a couple iced, uh, large iced Cafe Americanos, each one with 600 milligrams of caffeine. And when I gave all the caffeine up, my sleep improved. I, I immediately started sleeping two hours a night in deep and close to two hours in REM after about three or four days of, of giving up caffeine. And that was enough for me to see. And of course, many of the listeners came out and said, Carl, all the research on coffee is so good. You know, it does this and it does that. And I'm like, look, dude, you're stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. If you're drinking coffee because of the studies that you're reading that say coffee's so good for you, but it's impairing your sleep. And my guest is talking about a subject that isn't getting enough attention because we all live in this hyperdrive state today and we actually think it's beneficial to us. And that is adrenaline dominance. Dr. Michael Platt, welcome to the show. Yeah, good, good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So, 
first of all, you said very correctly, why isn't anyone paying attention to this? And in your research so far, and we're going to talk about your books and, and, and the fact that they've received all sorts of literary awards. Why isn't anyone paying attention to this obvious 500-pound gorilla in the room? <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like a rabbinical question, because rabbis have all the answer. I don't know why doctors uh, are not aware of this. It, you know, one of the primary problems with our whole medical system is that doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. You know, they're trained to give out Band-Aids. And, uh, and adrenaline is a primary cause of multiple illnesses that, that are never talked about. And I, but I don't know the exact answers why doctors don't realize this. So talk about what, what uh, issues, conditions seem to trace back to the hyperadrenaline situation. Well, uh, when you <clears throat> you talk about issues or you talk about conditions, conditions like you said, well, fibromyalgia you know, traces back to it. There, there are ten million people in this country with fibromyalgia, including Lady Gaga, and they've all been told the same thing that there's no cure for it. But I, I tell uh, patients that who do have fibromyalgia that if they have a chronic pain condition, it's the best thing they can have because it's the easiest chronic pain condition to get rid of. Um, the, um, you know, another condition is insomnia. The number one reason why people have trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep uh, is excess adrenaline. And these are the people that toss and turn. They have restless leg syndrome. They grind their teeth at night, keep their jaw clenched, get up at night to urinate. This is all adrenaline. And, <clears throat> and, and then, you know, it, it's the number one cause. In fact, it's the only cause of ADHD. And nobody told you there are 100 books on ADHD and nothing, not one of them mentions adrenaline. And it's all about adrenaline. And, and road rage is only caused by excess adrenaline and, and problems with anxiety and very often depression and, and addiction. I mean, you, all these things are related to excess adrenaline, and they're all easy to fix. Okay, so let, let's start from the beginning here for a second. <laughs> okay. uh, this is really hitting on a lot of different um, issues that I see in my own life. Um, the... the when I was a young boy, I wet the bed to a pretty late age. You're telling me that was because of adrenaline, so... It's, it's the only cause of it, and you only see that in creative-type children, by the way. In what? You know, children that are creative. Oh, really? Really? Because creative people had the most adrenaline. Interesting. And, and I, was in a, I was in a situation, a familial situation, that this is before my father stopped drinking. He stopped drinking later on, but there was a lot of... Uh, uh, unsteadiness in the house, let's say. And of plus, course. plus we were living in a really bad neighborhood and it was really a bad neighborhood. Bed-Stuy yeah. when I was living there. Um, yeah. I was nervous all the time. I think I was, you know, I was hyper aware, but I got so used to living in that way that I didn't notice it. So is this where, is this where the hyper adrenaline situation comes from? Are we re reacting to our interpretation of our circumstances and our surroundings? Actually, the, the primary cause of, of excess adrenaline, it, it's all genetic. In other words, if you have a lot of adrenaline, that's because one or both of your parents had a lot of adrenaline. Yes, and they did. I mean, my parents both um, reacted inappropriately to small situations, like literally lost their minds about things. Right. Um, and you, you mentioned that your father, you know, had a problem with alcoholism, and, and again, um, that again, people get into drugs and alcohol just to relax when they have excess adrenaline. Interesting. It's probably the number one cause of addiction, and nobody talks about it. 
They're self-medicating, in other words. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, now I want to back up. I, I actually got ahead of myself. So you've won <laughs> seven different literary awards for this book and, a, and another book that you wrote as well, correct? Well, 11 altogether, yeah. 11, okay. T- t- talk about that real quick so we can establish your credentials before we move forward in this, in this discussion. Well, the, the first book I wrote was called The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. Uh, the Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. And that one got six literary awards. And that book literally brought thousands of patients to my office from all over the country and all over the world came in because of that book. And needless to say, the, the medical board in California, the, their experts felt the ideas in the book were so dangerous, I shouldn't be practicing medicine. Yeah, of course. And, and that's because, you know, the book talked about treating the cause of illness and getting people off drugs. Right, right. Um, in fact, I know a guy back in uh, 2004 who was in New York named Dr. Joel Nathan, who was treating men with depression by getting them on testosterone. Uh-huh. And the New York Board of Medical Licensure threatened uh, to take his license away from him. Well, so, I mean, this, is a, this is not a new thing. We, we, we see this constantly. Well, the <clears throat> medical boards are there to protect the business of medicine. They're used to, they're, they're, main, they're a form to protect consumers, but that, that went away a long time ago. They're there to protect the business of medicine, including the drug companies. So um, let's talk about, you have some case studies uh, when you start to talk about adrenaline dominance in mm-hmm. the book. And, and a lot of these are older people, I notice. Is it because when we're younger, we tend to be able to manage this uh, easier? And when we get older, it's just, you know, we're just frazzled all the time? Well, not necessarily. You know, babies that have colic, that's, that's due to excess adrenaline. Really? And that, and that could be eliminated in about three minutes just by rubbing some a 5% progestin cream on their belly. It's gone. And, and the, what they call the terrible twos is also caused by excess adrenaline. And bedwetting, that can be eliminated in 24 hours. With what? Uh, just by, by lowering adrenaline. Huh. And, then, and then you go into um, you know, childhood with ADHD is all about adrenaline. So, you know, and, and children have anger issues and temper tantrums. That's all adrenaline. So it's not, it's not an, an adult thing. Oh, you when know, we so talk when we talk about adrenaline, are we talking about epinephrine and norepinephrine? Are we talking about all of the adrenal hormones? Because the adrenals make uh, corticosteroids, they make androgens. Obviously, they make uh, an, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine. They make um, angiotensin converting. Uh, uh, yeah, angiotensin converting <laughs> or angiotensin. Right. Yeah, I mean the the, adre- the adrenals are really a a pretty powerful. A set of glands sitting atop of our kidneys. When, when we talk about adrenaline, we talking just about epinephrine, norepinephrine. That's that's exactly what we're talking about. Okay, because no one pays attention to those. Oh, DHEA, yeah, of course. You know, we want to talk about that, but uh-huh. it's like no one. I don't hear anyone talking about the actual primary adrenal hormones, which are epinephrine and norepinephrine, at all. Well, what you hear them talk about is cortisol sometimes. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. Cortisol is the big bad boogeyman. Uh, and, and cortisol has a very powerful, you know, I suffer from allergies. My allergies have actually gotten better since I stopped drinking coffee. And I think it's because uh, my, my cortisol receptors are working better and my nose doesn't get stuffed up as often. And I notice I don't have the, uh, the need to clear my throat as much. Am I crazy that coffee may exacerbate, uh, people with allergies because of the constant production of cortisol? Well, 
<clears throat> I've never heard that, but it, it's possible. Okay. Certainly possible. Okay. Um, so, so getting back just to the adrenal dominance discussion, um, so we know a lot of things affect uh, the circadian rhythmicity of the body. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that's becoming more and more popular to understand is the uh, activation of blue light uh, wavelengths in the eye uh, at night when typically blue light would be going away and red light would become more dominant mm-hmm. in the sky. Does does that uh, artificial light from the TV and all those things is the reason that we don't sleep as well when we try to go right to sleep after watching TV because the adrenals are saying, oh, it's still daytime. I have to produce more epinephrine, norepinephrine. Well, it's actually not related to that. Um, the, it, it, it's, it's actually it's a simpler reason. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, people hear about adrenaline and they, they think fight or flight hormone. And, and it's true. When people are in danger, the body does release a lot of adrenaline, and there's no question about that. But that's not the primary function of adrenaline. The primary function of adrenaline is, is to ensure, to make sure that the brain has enough fuel. And so anytime the body detects that the brain is running out of fuel, uh, more specifically glucose, the body releases adrenaline to raise glucose levels for the, for the brain. And so, and, and, the, and, and the brain runs out of fuel in about three or four hours. So you can see that adrenaline can be, be actually released throughout the day, but especially at night. Adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning when, when, when the brain is really devoid of, of fuel. And a lot of people get up at that time to urinate because adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate, even during the day. You know, when people, a lot of people, when they have to go, they have to go, and that's adrenaline. Um, so, yeah, so... And then when the body releases adrenaline, it creates stress. Uh, and you and wake and you and you wake up. So well, yeah. You, so, you how does, so, how does, so, so, so how does so how does so how does someone who has the correct adrenal sensitivity not wake up when the body says we need to produce more blood glucose for the brain? Because obviously, you're saying that this happens as a normal condition a physiological condition that the body is producing some low levels of, of, uh, of adrenaline at night to keep the brain fed while we are fasting, but not everybody wakes up. Some people do and some people don't. Am I correct about that? Well, there's some other things involved. Um, for example, a person's level of progesterone, well, because progesterone actually blocks adrenaline and it all depends on how people eat during the day. Um, you know, in, in terms of providing fuel. So there's some, some different parameters involved, um, but the primary parameter uh, involved with excess adrenaline is, um, uh, is again, the body's re- release of it just to raise sugar levels for the brain. You know, it's funny because I remember reading a study probably over a decade ago uh, that associated... So, so as women start to go through menopause, uh, even in perimenopause, they start to not be able to handle stuff as well. Like they'll even say things like, God, things like this used to just roll off my back and now it frazzles me. And the study uh, promoted the idea that it was actually estradiol that seemed to put the brakes on the adrenals uh, from, from, from overreacting to 
stressful situations that kick the, kick the fight or flight mechanism in too soon. But you're saying it's progesterone, huh? Well, uh, that <clears throat> progesterone is a feel good hormone. Right. And, and, and most, most doctors, most people think that progesterone is a woman's hormone. <clears throat> they don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, but exactly the same hormones. Um, and men stop making progesterone right around the age of 50. And it's after the age of 50 that men start putting on weight around the middle because progesterone is the hormone that actually blocks insulin, and insulin is the hormone that puts on fat around the middle. And men start getting prostate cancer and um, after the age of 50 because, again, progesterone blocks estrogen and pre- prevents prostate cancer. So, And it's the primary hormone that also blocks adrenaline. So progesterone is an incredibly important hormone that nobody ever talks about. Um, I talk about it on my show, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, I do. I do. You, you'd, you'd like this show if you, would, if you caught some of the episodes. You'd actually enjoy it. So um, when I first started HRT in 2007, you know, the first two years, I was like, this stuff is the best. I felt like somebody turned the lights back on in my life. About two years into it, I noticed that I didn't feel as good. I started to shed hair, and that's when I discovered HCG. And I started doing a very, very low dose of HCG daily, 100 uh, IUs a day. And I eventually evolved to doing it at bedtime because I found that I slept better. Now it makes more sense to me because I, I know that HCG promotes luteinizing hormone production, which is associated with, with faster onset of sleep, less sleep latency. But now what you're talking about with progesterone production, because HCG also prompts men to make more progesterone, which also reduces 5-alpha reductase, which keeps guys' hair from shedding and keeps them from growing hair in their ears and their nostrils and their and places they never had hair because of the increased DHT conversion as you stay on HRT longer and these other hormones start to also uh, get produced less and less along with your own testosterone. So I started using HCG. I took off for a while and I started using it again, and I've been using it for the past year again. Uh, but w- when I use HCG, I notice I don't shed. I sleep better. I take 100 IUs before bed. Um, so the progesterone it produces must be having some effect on me as a result of that. Well, <clears throat> you may find that if you use progesterone directly, you might sleep better. Oral progesterone. So I did, I did experiment with oral progesterone, uh, 50 milligrams, and it made me groggy. Well, uh, that's a side effect. And See, oral progesterone is not the same thing as progesterone cream. Right, because it converts higher to alloprogesterone through the liver, right? I, yes, well, allopregnanolone. Yes. Pregnanolone, I'm sorry, right, right. Yeah, so that that's why, so, so I should use progesterone cream. In fact, I've been talking about on this show, if you look at the progesterone molecule and you look at finasteride, they're almost identical, and I've been promoting on this show for years that if your hair starts thinning, just get a 5% progesterone cream and just rub it on your scalp and give it about six months and hair starts sprouting. And I've gotten emails from listeners who said it actually works. I said, of course it works because progesterone suppresses uh, 5-alpha reductase and, proge- and reduces the production of DHT in the scalp. Well, you're right. It's also an aromatase inhibitor. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that. Um, well, that, that's why it's good for <clears throat> preventing prostate cancer. Um, the, um, but, you know, the, the other thing that can cause hair thinning, uh, you, you know how some people get cold hands and cold feet? Yes. 
Okay, it's always blamed on, on, on the low thyroid, but it's, it's actually caused by adrenaline. Um, adrenaline constricts blood vessels, so, it, so adrenaline can also cause a cold nose. It can uh, actually cause glaucoma by constricting blood vessels in the eye, but it can also constrict blood vessels on the scalp. And, and two thirds you know, of all, and, and there's a study that shows that two thirds of all men with male pattern baldness have reduced blood flow to the scalp. Interesting. interesting. I haven't heard that study. Yes, that's, in fact, that's why there's all these new LED lights that people are putting on their heads. Uh, so, it, 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 to connect some dots, and then we're going to take a break because I want to talk about peripheral neuropathy when we come back. Right. So, okay. So, uh, my dad had peripheral neuropathy. Uh, back in 2002, and I found a patent for a company called Anodyne Research in the Pacific Northeast that made an 890 nanometer LED uh, light pads that they were using for wound healing, and they were using it with diabetic neuropathy. They called it diabetic neuropathy back then. Now we know it's not diabetic neuropathy. People who don't have diabetes are getting neuropathy. But anyway, so I made him these pads that he could sit and watch television and keep them on the bottoms of his feet and on his hands. And it really did make his neuropathy go away. And the way it works is that uh, 880 to 890 nanometer LEDs will liberate uh, uh, some very powerful uh, forms of nitric oxide, uh, venous, uh, vascular nitric oxide, which dilates blood vessels. And by dilate, dilating blood vessels, you bring blood flow back to the nerves and the hyperalgesia slash paresthesia kind of goes away over time. And someone discovered this and now they're using it on guys' scalps because it'll help your hair regrow after a while. So there's the well, connection there to the blood flow discussion. Well, whatever works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I mean, this just goes. So, so I want to, I want to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about something else because right now we have a population of people, uh, who are suffering from peripheral neuropathy. And I believe that these are also abusers of caffeine, high coffee. I want to talk about coffee. I want to talk about caffeine. I want to talk about, uh, adrenaline dominance and, and neuropathies. Plug your book. Where can people find your book, Adrenaline Dominance? Well, they can either find it on Amazon or they can find it on my website, which is www.platwellness.com, P-L-A-T-T, platwellness.com, or Amazon. Okay. All right. And we're going to talk about diet, too, a little bit later in the show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Superhuman Radio. We'll be right back. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Who wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, sildenafil or tadalafil. Best of all, they're chewable. 
so they start to work in minutes. Go to BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use code SHR, and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on. It's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. Now. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about can-see eye drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using CanSee and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. CanSee eye drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using CanSee eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's psoright.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot com. Psoright is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function. And it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment can. You can use it in your home, office, or at the gym. Experience what thousands of people already know. Check out pso-rite.com and save 20% off when you use the code SHR. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Hey, you've heard me talk about Roan. Com before Roan.com is the place where smart guys go to buy their clothes. Why? Because they have premium performance lifestyle brands like the commuter line, which I love. You know, you work so hard in the gym to build muscle, and then you put a shirt on, and you can't tell, right? You want your clothes to fit you well enough where you actually look like somebody who puts time in the gym. And that's what Roan does with their commuter line. You have to check it out. Fantastic clothes. They fit well. The website is so easy to get on and off. Guys love that, right? Guys don't want to browse. We want to go in and get a pair of underwear, some shorts, a couple pair of slacks, maybe a a shirt or two, and get out. And we're talking about very, very easy-to-navigate website. My audience gets a special discount. If you go to roan.com slash SHR today and use the promo code SHR, You'll get 20% off your first purchase, and that's not a small amount. Their clothes are fantastic. It's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash S-H-R, promo code S-H-R for 20% off. You'll love this stuff. I love this stuff, and I look good wearing it. That's the important thing. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking with Dr. Michael Platt today about his book, Adrenal Dominance. I'm getting some feedback here. I don't know why. Maybe it'll go away. There it goes. It went. Um, anyway, uh, Dr. Platt, let's get back on the, the discussion about the microvasculature and the effects of a constant bath of adrenaline. 
We see this a lot in today's society, don't we? <clears throat> yes, you do, actually. Um, you know, when you consider the number of children that have ADHD, I mean, we're talking about millions and millions of children. This is all adrenaline. So it's a, it's a very prevalent condition, but like I say, it's not, not talked about. <clears throat> but, the, uh, but, you know, when you, when you mention um, peripheral neuropathy, um, the num- you know, from my standpoint, the number one cause of peripheral neuropathy is excess adrenaline. Uh, and again, because it cuts off, you know, it constricts blood vessels and cuts off blood supply to the nerves and the feet. And um, and it's interesting what you're saying about, you know, that special um, uh, device that you mentioned that, that helps. Yeah, that. yeah, but yeah, the LED, also, yeah, ju- yeah. Just applying progestin cream to the feet also, you know, because it blocks adrenaline. So, so let, let's talk about this for a second. I, I was ex- excessively abusing caffeine for many years. And we're talking about uh, upwards of 1,500 milligrams uh, or more a day. And that was a combination of uh, coffee products as well as caffeine anhydrous or energy shots or any combination of all three. And I would notice something. Around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, my, f- my fingers would get all splotchy. It almost looked like Renaud syndrome. The, like like the, bl- the blood flow to my fingers started to go away and my fingernails would turn whitish and I also started to develop clubbing of the fingernails and there was no reason for this because it wasn't I wasn't suffering from uh, uh, sleep apnea or something like that and I and and I started to think to myself you know this is something different I think that my my blood the 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 uh, blood to my fingers is being shut down throughout the day because of some reason, the blood vessels are, are constricting. And, and to prove the point, when I got my Aura Ring, so Aura Ring measures your heartbeat by not using venous blood, uh, but by using uh, uh, capillary blood. And as a result of that, my Aura Ring wouldn't read my heartbeat. And it's because those small blood vessels were probably so constricted it couldn't see the blood pulsing through them any longer. And that is one of, that was, that was the, the straw. That's when I said, I know this is from caffeine because if I have my big dose of caffeine in the morning, by three o'clock, I start to experience this and I'm suffering from, um, not numbness, but it feels like there's wax paper on my fingertips. You know, the, 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 the sensitivity on my fingertips isn't what it used to be. And I do have, uh, peripheral neuropathy in the lower legs. And so I'm hoping that by giving up caffeine, that's one thing. But now I'm thinking I'm going to get progesterone cream and start run it, rubbing it on my legs. Do you think there's well, a way to reverse <clears throat> this? The, uh, I, I just wanted to clarify something. The, the, the reason why this happened at, at 3, 3 p.m. in the afternoon uh, is that between 3 and 4 in the afternoon is when your insulin levels are the highest. So when insulin goes up, blood sugar is going to drop. And with you... Um, when you have that low sugar, the body puts out more adrenaline, and with, it was the release of adrenaline that constricted the, the blood vessels in your hand. Interesting. Um, so, but the thing about caffeine, you know, caffeine is a stimulant, and, and, <clears throat> and, and so is adrenaline. So people who do have a lot of adrenaline to begin with do not, you know, <laughs> do, do not um, tolerate stimulants as much. Uh, but, you know, once you control adrenaline, then caffeine should not be a problem for you. 
Interesting. Maybe, maybe not in the excessive amounts that you used. To I don't. Have. I don't think I need it anyway. To be honest. Okay. With you. That, you know, I, I, I'm done with it. I, I really don't need it. It's one of those things that, you know, I, I, I feel just as good at the gym when I don't use caffeine. In fact, I get washed out faster if I if use caffeine. I feel like I can't train as long. Uh-huh. Uh, my heart rate is always <clears throat> faster, which makes me even ner- more nervous because I'm 61 years old now. It's like I don't want to stroke. So I, I can do without caffeine, but now this discussion about adrenaline dominance comes into uh, you know front and center for me, and I'm thinking, okay, what are the things I can start to do to reduce adrenaline? And and, and I want to start talking about that too. Um, you know, if 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 I if I am suffering from adrenaline dominance, how long does it take if I do all the right things for this to uh, subside, and what will I notice? Okay, well, <clears throat> just, <clears throat> just, you have to apologize for this. Uh, just to give you an idea, you know, people that have road rage, um, you know, and that's only caused by excess adrenaline, that can be eliminated in 24 hours. I mean, that's how quickly you can reduce adrenaline. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, bedwetting in children, you can get rid of in 24 hours. ADHD, you can get rid of in 24 hours. Um, so... Um, when, as soon as you start lowering adrenaline, the first thing you'll notice is that you're going to feel a lot more relaxed and you'll be able to focus better. Um, you know, when people have a lot of adrenaline, uh, it makes the mind go very quickly. So it's hard for them to focus unless they're very interested in the subject. You know, that's the whole thing about ADHD. You know, ADHD is not a learning disorder. It's an interest disorder. You know, people with ADHD, if they're interested, they can focus. If they're not interested, they will not focus. And but the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world have ADHD. So ADHD is not a bad thing to have, and you know, and if you can and, control it, obviously, if you can. T- well, but it's very easy to control without medication. Right. You know, these drugs are toxic. Um, you know, hundreds of children have been, have have died from from these you know drugs like Adderall and Ritalin. Um, they cause strokes and 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 heart attacks. Right. Because what they're doing, they're treating these children with adrenaline when they already have a lot of adrenaline. And, and the excess adrenaline just numbs the mind. That, that's why they use it. But children hate these drugs. Um, so, so, how, so, you know, there's another thing that I wanted to throw in here. About uh, maybe eight years ago, I did a, an interview with a scientist who published a study about a new type of heart failure that they discovered. Okay. And this was a, this was a type of heart failure that when... Adrenaline, when epinephrine and norepinephrine were high all the time, they, they affect the impulse of the heart to beat. They actually uh, affect you know, the, 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 the heartbeat. They tell the heart to beat. And as a result of that, people who are constantly in a flight-or-fight mode, their, the sensitivity to adrenaline starts to become less and less. And as a result of that, uh, they start to undergo some changes in uh, cardiac tissue, where the heart doesn't want to beat. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't react to the adrenaline that's flowing. It wants more and more, but they can't produce more and more. And it's. It was actually a type of heart failure. We talked about it eight years ago on the show. It was so fascinating to me that something that we take for granted, you know, like adrenaline, uh, and that was when all the whole uh, discussion about. Uh, uh, adrenal fatigue, which I've never been a proponent of, of adrenal fatigue. I don't believe it exists. I do believe that 
you can become desensitized to your own adrenaline. And I also believe that the adrenals can become dysregulated where they're producing too much at the wrong times of day. But I've, I've, but there's no example except in, in what is it, Cushing's or Addison's disease, where it's frank failure of the adrenal glands. There's no example of, of <laughs> adrenal fatigue. And, and am I wrong about that? You're absolutely correct. Uh, adrenal fatigue is really a naturopath diagnosis, and and the reason why they diagnose it is because they do what are called saliva tests, uh, rather than blood tests or urine tests. They do saliva tests, and the problem is is that adrenaline, <clears throat> which is a survival hormone, it cuts off blood supply to certain areas of the body that are not needed for survival. And one of these areas that it cuts off blood supply to are the salivary glands. You know, that's why people with chronic anxiety very often have very dry mouths because they're not making saliva because the blood supply to the salivary glands is cut off. But as a result, when they do a hormone study on saliva, uh, they, they get a low cortisol level because the hormones don't get into the saliva. And based on the low cortisol, cortisol level in the saliva, they diagnose adrenal fatigue. If they did a blood test, they would find that the cortisol level is actually high. And so you're absolutely right. It, it's a complete misnomer. Um, adrenal fatigue does not exist. Adrenal fatigue is really adrenaline dominance. Interesting. Um, and, the pro- and the problem is, is that they very often treat it with cortisol. And, and cortisol, as you know, is not a happy hormone. You know, it creates fat, it causes brain damage, causes osteoporosis. Um, so, and, and, and when people have a lot of adrenaline, they also have a lot of cortisol. Interesting. Um, so what, what role does, uh, does type 2 diabetes play in this discussion? Is it, does it promote adrenaline dominance, or is it actually a byproduct of adrenaline dominance? Since we just discussed about how insulin and adrenaline seem to have this, this, uh, this relationship. Well, given those two choices, I would say it was a byproduct. You, you, you've heard people that are called pre-diabetic? Yes, Okay, and the reason they come up with that diagnosis is because they, they do a blood test called the hemoglobin A1C. And the hemoglobin A1C, this is a test that determines how much sugar are in red blood cells. And red blood cells li- live for about three months. So it sort of gives a picture of the blood, blood sugar levels over the last three months. So when it's elevated, you know, they tell people that they're pre-diabetic. But the number one cause of an elevated hemoglobin A1C is adrenaline. And because, you know, not only do they have a lot of adrenaline that keeps on raising sugar levels, but cortisol also raises sugar levels. So they have two hormones that keep on raising sugar levels. And so 99% of people that are told they're pre-diabetic are not pre-diabetic. They just have too much adrenaline. Interesting. Um, I'm getting a message from somebody on Facebook. So uh, his wife has to pee a lot. They joke with her and say that she has a tiny bladder. She's also a type A type person. She tends mm-hmm. to uh, be an- not anxious, but easily worried. She worries a lot and so on and so forth. She does have some sleep issues. Is 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 a frequent urination a sign of uh, like like I'm talking about your bladder is not full. It's not like you feel your bladder full, just frequent urination because that's what happened when we used to play Ring Alivio on hide-and-seek. If I was hiding, I always had to pee because I was nervous. You know what I mean? Is that that a sign of adrenaline dominance if someone has to pee a lot? Absolutely. You know, adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate. On on television, they refer to it as an overactive bladder. 
So it's not, she doesn't have a small bladder. She just has too much adrenaline, which keeps on giving her that urge to urinate. And a lot of women, when they run to the bathroom, you know, trying to get to a toilet, they, they get urine, urine leakage. And that's called um, str- uh, stress incontinence. Well, it's called urgency incontinence. Right, because the, clo- the, the closer, and it's funny, they could be blocks away, but I, the closer they get to their home, they have to pee worse and worse and worse. Right, right. right. And, and, and the problem is that there are a lot of doctors now that, that are treating women with this kind of situation with Botox injections in the bladder. And what they're not telling these women is that for the next three months, they're going to have to self-catheterize themselves every time they have to urinate. Oh, that's horrible. Um, but, you know, but you can actually reduce adrenaline in 24 hours and get rid of that urgency. Now, there's another condition, which you may have heard of, called chronic interstitial cystitis. And, you know, in my, in my book, Adrenaline Dominance, you know, I, I talk about all the different conditions, and, 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 I, and I put it into what's called the good, the bad, and the ugly category. Chronic interstitial cystitis is in the ugly category. These are women that have pain in the bladder 24 hours a day and severe burning when they urinate. And, again, it's another condition felt to be incurable, but again, it's a very simple, easy condition to get rid of. Usually it only takes two weeks to get rid of this. And it's all caused by adrenaline. And, and I call it fibromyalgia of the bladder. And, and the reason for that is that when people have a lot of adrenaline, they always have that urge to urinate. But a lot of women can't run to the bathroom every 20 or 30 minutes. So, so they keep their bladder muscle tense. Oh. And they build up lactic acid in the bladder muscle, and that causes the pain. And, um, again, it's just a matter of lowering adrenaline to get rid of this condition. That's very, very interesting. Uh, I want to take uh, a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to start to talk about what people can start doing. I know that there's dietary interventions, and it sounds to me like progesterone cream can play a role. So let's do that. Let's, when we come back, let's talk about the different types of things that people can do. Stay tuned. Imagine how successful your life would be if you could double your focus, double your mental energy, double your problem solving, your creativity, your willpower. Sounds too good to be true, right? That's what I thought until someone handed me a bottle of Qualia Focus. Qualia Focus is a mental performance formula that combines 24 of the most powerful molecules on earth to noticeably boost your brain power within just a few days of taking it or your money back. Qualia Focus blows coffee away, but a serving actually has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. That's because it boosts brain power the healthy way. Just go to neurohacker.com that's n-e-u-r-o-h-a-c-k-e-r.com and enter coupon code shr at checkout for an extra 15 percent off and a serving of qualia focus costs one-fifth of that coffee you're drinking right now unlike coffee qualia focus nourishes your brain in a comprehensive healthy way for amazing brain power you noticed in just a couple days that's neurohacker.com to try qualia focus and discount code shr at checkout for an extra 15 percent off all backed by a 100 day money-back guarantee. Qualia Focus is a life changer, I promise you. Try it now for amazing brain power at neurohacker.com. Sleep is one of the most important factors in maintaining health and longevity. And in today's environment, with all the artificial light we're exposed to, there is nothing more important to use to protecting your sleep than blue-blocking glasses. And there's only one blue-blocking glasses that I will trust ever, and that's Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you go to the website blueblocks.com and use the code SHR15, you'll save 15% 
percent off the single best blue blocking glasses in the world because you can wear them comfortably and still function watch tv work on your computer but it blocks all of the important blue and green light that has been responsible for shutting down melatonin production and causing people to sleep poorly don't waste another night of sleep without wearing blue blocks b-l-u-b-l-o-x tonight put them on at 7 p.m and you'll be asleep by 9 p.m and you'll get the best night's sleep you've ever had if you've never used them before you are missing out blueblocks.com use the code shr15 to save 15 percent off are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. BPC-157 is quite possibly the most popular injectable peptide used by athletes and weekend warriors alike. Its ability to help you recover faster and make nagging injuries seem to just disappear is legend. Now you can take Body Protection Complex Oral Supplement and get all the benefits of injectable BPC-157. DrSeeds.com has produced the first orally delivered BPC product using peptide protein sequences that are easily absorbed in the gut and that will help you recover faster from workout to workout. And now Superhuman Radio listeners can save 20% off their first order of Body Protection Complex at DrSeeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Just use coupon code SHR at checkout. Don't waste another minute dealing with nagging pain or feeling like you just don't recover like you used to. Body Protection Complex is your answer. Go to DrSeeds.com. Use coupon code SHR today. Men and women. You've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back. We're talking with Dr. Michael Platt. His book is called Adrenaline Dominance. You can get it at Amazon.com or at Platt Wellness, P-L-A-T-T, wellness.com. His book is not only good for individuals, but for clinicians, too. Because too many doctors... Uh, are treating patients uh, with drugs for things like peripheral neuropathy. They give you they give you horrible, horrible, horrible uh, uh, anti seizure drugs. Uh, uh, I mean, gabapentin is horrible. It's an anti seizure drug that gives people seizures, and that's the first thing they want to give you when you complain about peripheral neuropathy. And it doesn't make your neuropathy go away. It just makes you feel so miserable that your your neuropathy is the least of your problems. Thanks for mind over. I know. It's a, you know, I, I, have, I have that old joke that I tell people, you know, if your hand hurts, I can get rid of it. All I'll have to do is stomp on the instep of your foot. Now, the, now your foot hurts so bad you forgot your hand hurts. 
And that's how a lot of these drugs actually work, you know, by, by distracting you. Um, so, okay, so you keep saying that you could drop your adrenaline within 24 hours. How do you do that? With a Valium? <laughs> well, you know, what it all comes down to, <clears throat> remember I mentioned at the beginning that doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. You know, they're just trained to give out Band-Aids. So when it comes to excess adrenaline, again, you need to treat the reason why the body is releasing it. And as I mentioned, you know, the, the reason, you, there's only two reasons why the body puts out adrenaline. You know, one is if you're in danger. You know, it, it, the body pours out adrenaline. And that, but that's a very rare instance. The primary reason why the body releases adrenaline is just to raise sugar levels for the brain. So armed with that knowledge, what that tells you is that if you provide the right fuel to the brain, the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to do it. So, again, <clears throat> um, the brain uses two fuels. Two, there are two fuels that the brain uses. One is glucose. And the other fuel, which is possibly even more important, are ketones. Right. And the, um, so the, primary, the, the best source of glucose for the brain, uh, I wish I could say candy and soda, but, but um, are, are vegetables. And, and the reason why vegetables are a really good source is that they're low glycemic. What right. that means is they, they don't stimulate the release of a lot of insulin. Candy and soda produce lots of insulin. So you actually get a lowering of your sugar and that reaches the brain. But the uh, but green vegetables are, are like zero glycemic. They don't produce any insulin at all. So so vegetables are a great source of glucose for the brain. And then in terms of ketones, um, you know, people hear about the ketogenic diet, which I don't recommend because it's a very tough diet to, to do. Right. A lot of people have a hard time complying with it. But you know, you can, you can produce, like I, I produce ketones just by fasting for 16 hours. When, when I have my last meal at 6 p.m., and I generally don't have my first meal until after I train, like I did today. And when I check my blood sugar and ketone levels in the morning, my blood sugar is almost always between 60 and 70. And I'm usually producing one millimole of ketones by then. So if you're, if you're metabolically flexible, and obviously somebody who's type 2 diabetic isn't going to maybe do this, but somebody who's been using... Um, either time-restricted feeding uh, or if they like to call it intermittent fasting. Uh, I like to call it a, a more ancestral meal frequency. Uh, you know, you, you are producing ketones uh, in the morning after you wake up in many, many cases. And then you can eat in such a way by not consuming high glycemic uh, carbohydrates. Uh, you can continue to produce ketones throughout the day, maybe not the the two and three millimoles that people like to brag about in the ketogenic diet, but surely enough to feed the brain, right? Well, yeah, but <clears throat> but <clears throat> probably a little bit more simpler way of getting ketones uh, is just to add coconut oil and MCT oil into your meal plan. Right, right. Uh, MCT oil is a medium-chain triglyceride oil um, available in health food stores and off the Internet. Um, and they're a better source of ketones than coconut oil has to convert into MCT oil, which then converts into ketones. Um, you know, you are, you a fan, are you a fan of ketone salts and BHB uh, products? Well, I'm a fan of anything that actually raises ketone levels. Um, so I, I like simple, I like easy, you know, um, and that that would be fine. The BHT things are fine, um, but the um, you know coconut oil is better for cooking. 
because it has a very high heat Smoke, threshold. Right, right. And then MCT oil is better for adding to foods. Like you can, you don't drink coffee, but you can have decaf coffee. But you know, <clears throat> there's a thing called bulletproof coffee. Right. Um, <clears throat> but you can add, you know. Uh, well, MCT you can add. Oil. You can just. I, I've done, you know, a couple tablespoons of MCT oil. I've got a, a, a huge bottle from a very reliable source, Metagenics. Uh, is a supplement company with very very right. high standards, and I actually have Metagenics, and they have the uh, high uh, seven, I think, and nine uh, MCT oil because we know that the seven and nine uh, forms are the ones that convert very quickly uh, to ketones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I, I I've just taken a couple tablespoons here and there, uh, just when I wanted to. So it doesn't have to be in coffee, obviously. And and just to um so, sort of emphasize the importance of this. People may have heard that coconut oil can actually cure people with Alzheimer's. I don't know if you've, if you've heard that. Yeah. Dr. Dale Bredesen has been on my show a few times. We talked about how ketones uh, are become the choice fuel for the Alzheimer brain because the Alzheimer brain tends to be insulin resistant. And so blood sugar doesn't make it into the cells, but ketones do. Right. You're absolutely right. They call that type 3 diabetes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I, if I told you that I was the first person to coin that term almost 14 years ago, you would you would say, "Oh, come on!" But I was. No, I'll, I'll my audience, my audience will tell you. I, <clears throat> I I actually sat across from a neurologist mm-hmm. at Ruth Chris Steakhouse one night. Okay. And told him uh, that we have now discovered that uh, Alzheimer's and maybe even Parkinson's uh, mm-hmm. is a result of insulin resistance of the brain. And uh, I said, and I referred to, I said, uh, it's, it's kind of like type 3 diabetes. And he looked at me and he dismissed me and he said, it's not that simple. Um, and that was probably was, 12 years ago. He was wrong. Yeah, no, he was, he was so wrong. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, he was pompous. He's part of the medical orthodoxy. He's like, how could you know anything <laughs> exactly. I don't know? I, right. I, listen, I was, in, I was in Illinois and we have a relative who is a... Is a very prestigious professor at uh, at Champ- uh, uh, Illinois University of Illinois in Champ- Champaign, and she is a geneticist who works with pigs. And I told her that the brain produces its own insulin. She said nonsense, and I found two studies that proved it. I, you know, it's this information's out there. You just have to be reading. That's all. Just just open up your brain and read a little bit. You'll find this stuff. So anyway, well, remember, you're a very creative person. And, and creative people are very intuitive uh, about people and other things. This is why you have premonitions and deja vu type feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you probably have noticed that animals, yeah, my whole life. Ch- yeah. animals and small children would be very attracted to you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. That is true. Uh, so, let's, so, so uh, obviously, uh, shifting to a low-carbohydrate diet, including things that readily produce ketones, it sounds to me like um, <clears throat> that taking... Uh, coconut oil or MCT oil at night for people who have poor sleep may be mm-hmm. a smart thing to do because if they have elevated ketones at night, they, they're more te- likely not to wake up. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. So you promote that. How, how, so how do we use – I'm really intrigued by progesterone cream. So um, c- can I use progesterone cream on my hands to, to reestablish – uh, the small vasculature in my hands to open back up. You you actually well just by <laughs> just lowering adrenaline will increase your uh, <clears throat> vasculature, but 
Uh, you, yeah, progesterone cream on the hands is fine. Um, you know, it's my favorite hormone, progesterone. But <clears throat> when it comes to progesterone, you have to use the right strength. And uh, the um, and so a five percent progesterone cream is the ex- which five percent means fifty milligrams per pump. Right. So fifty milligrams is the exact strength you need to block adrenaline, and it's also the best strength to block insulin as well as estrogen. So, you know, what's interesting is that progesterone actually blocks the three most toxic hormones in the body. That's why it's such an incredibly important hormone. Which are the three and, most toxic uh, hormones in the body? I'm thinking you're going to say estrone is one of them, but go ahead. Well, well, <clears throat> it, es- well, estrogen in general is a toxic hormone, and uh, and insulin and adrenaline. Okay, so what you're saying is if they, if these if these elevate to points where you are now estrogen dominant or in, in this case diabetic, they become toxic, but they are not toxic at normal levels when they're doing their job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so where would someone put the uh, estrogen of uh, the progesterone cream if they're looking for to to block uh, the effects of uh, of uh, adrenaline on the whole body? Okay, the, <clears throat> the, usually the best place to apply it is on the forearm, mm-hmm. and and the reason for that is that <clears throat> on the inner forearm the skin is very thin, and um, and, and there's a good blood supply along the forearm, so. Uh, so you put a pump on one of the forearms, and then you rub the two forearms together so you have more of a surface area. Yeah, like a fly. <laughs> yeah. You look like a fly, yeah, exactly. Now, the other place that's usually a very good place to put it, people with excess adrenaline always, always carry tension in the back of their neck. And, um, and, and this neck tension very often leads to tinnitus. Um, because I, have, I, have, I have tinnitus. Well, you have a lot of adrenaline. So <clears throat> so if you were to apply progesterone cream to the back of your neck, you would get rid of your tinnitus. That would, that would be gone. Holy and, and, you know, while we're talking about the neck, you know, the neck is probably the most common place where headaches come from. And so when people have a lot of tension in the back of the neck, they very often get headaches. And, you know, you hear about people that complain about migraine headaches. Well, to, to my way of thinking, <clears throat> there's another type of headache that also causes excruciating headaches that's probably even more common than migraine headaches, but are always mistaken for migraine headaches, and it's called occipital neuritis. And it comes from the occipital nerve sheath, which sits at the base of the skull, and very often the pain shoots right into the back of the eye and causes excruciating headaches. And, and like I say, always mistaken for migraines. But once you start applying progesterone cream to the back of the neck, these headaches are gone. They're, they're history. Interestingly uh, enough, back in the 20s, they referred to migraines as hypoglycemic headaches. They understood that there was a, there was a blood sugar relationship, and now we have uh, brilliant people. I had uh, uh, Elena, I can't think of her last name now. She's been on my show a couple times, uh, out of Dr. Dominic D'Agostino's lab in the University of Southern Florida. They are using... Uh, ketone salts and ketone esters uh, to to blunt the onset of, uh, if, you know, people who have migraines, they usually get a warning sign, right? They either get a halo that they see <clears throat> or they get, they get tingling on the back of their neck or they get a sensation and then they go, uh-oh, I'm going to get one. And then they usually get one pretty shortly thereafter. If they take, if they take ketone esters when they get that warning sign, 
they the the migraine either doesn't even come on or it comes on so subtly and it goes right away. And so this feeds back around to come full circle into your discussion uh, about the brain and blood sugar and and progesterone and ketones. So, you know, it's it's really interesting we we start to connect these dots from the 10,000, you know, 30,000 foot view, we see how this is all working together. And they don't call them hypoglycemic headaches anymore. Uh, even though they're still caused, uh, people look. I had a an optical migraine one day. I was fasted for forty eight hours, and I went into a hundred eighty degree sauna, and I sat in there probably too long. And when I came out, my heart was pounding, and my blood sugar clearly was dropping because I started to feel a little woozy. I sat down, and all of a sudden, I started to notice that I saw all these waves in the periphery of my vision. And I couldn't see clearly. I could only see through small sections of my eye. And I waited for a little while. And then I made my way out to my car. And I had my post-workout drink in there. And I drank it. And within a couple minutes, it went away. And I thought, son of a gun, my blood, my brain ran out of blood sugar. Yeah, and, it and, absolutely and, did. Yeah. Yeah, that's <clears throat> what happened. That's exactly what happened. I got this uh, or, uh, optical migraine. So migraines go hand in hand with blood sugar management and, and metabolic flexibility. Hand in hand. Well, yeah, well, well, remember when you have that low blood sugar, the body was going to be pouring out adrenaline. But you so see, you- my body, my body couldn't because I had, I had s- sat in that sauna for so long that I was literally wiped out. If well, I if, if, remember the palpitations you had, well, that's adrenaline. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, my heart started pounding. It felt yeah. like it was pounding in my chest. Well, remember, you had no fuel in the brain. You know, right. Forty-eight hours without fuel, you're living on adrenaline. Right. Point. Right. Um, so that leads me to this next question. Uh, so everybody is into intermittent fasting and long-term fasting. Is this a good thing? I mean, we all talk about it. It's benefits and metabolic flexibility. What does it do to the adrenaline landscape when you fast for long periods of time? Well, it's a, you know, there's fasting and then there's fasting. You know, um, <clears throat> well, what they're talking about now with the ketogenic diets, I mean, this is the same thing as Atkins and, and Stillman back in the 70s, whatever. Um, the... Um, the intermittent fasting would be okay as long as you are in ketosis, you know, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't cut any slack. You know, the slightest amount of the wrong food, and you can put out insulin that can sit, you know, that'll sit there for seven days. Um, you know, I remember we had a, a patient that had one cup of pea soup and went out of ketosis for seven days. Right, right. Um, so, like I say, it, 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 it's, a, it's, it's not an easy but if you can if you can maintain it and you have the discipline, then that's fine as long as you're in ketosis because you you need the fuel for the brain. Right, interesting, very very interesting. I want to take our last commercial break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up the discussion. We're talking with Dr. Michael Platt. His book is Adrenaline Dominance. You can get it on Amazon or go to Platt P L A T T Wellness dot com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in Can-See Eye Drops. I've been using Can-See for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using Can-See Eye Drops for 11 years now, and I credit Can-See Eye Drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-See Eye Drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. 
That's why I both use and endorse Cansee Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. BPC-157 is quite possibly the most popular injectable peptide used by athletes and weekend warriors alike. Its ability to help you recover faster and make nagging injuries seem to just disappear is legend. Now you can take Body Protection Complex Oral Supplement and get all the benefits of injectable BPC-157. DrSeeds.com has produced the first orally delivered BPC product using peptide protein sequences that are easily absorbed in the gut and that will help you recover faster from workout to workout. And now Superhuman Radio listeners can save 20% off their first order of Body Protection Complex at DrSeeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Just use coupon code SHR at checkout. Don't waste another minute dealing with nagging pain or feeling like you just don't recover like you used to. Body Protection Complex is your answer. Go to DrSeeds.com. Use coupon code SHR today. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need. Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com, Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out on the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon one. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. So, Dr. Platt, what, what um, does melatonin do in the in the way of adrenaline production, doesn't it kind of blunt it at night? Uh, <clears throat> that's an interesting question. I, you know, melatonin is an extremely important hormone. Um, and, and again, right around the age of 50, we, we stopped producing it. Um, the, um, you know, it, 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 it not only helps people sleep, but also it increases uh, natural killer cells to help the body fight cancer. 
It's good for us, you know, it's good for bones, it's good for osteoporosis, it's good for a lot of different things. But it does have some effect, I think, um, on part of the brain that, that affects emotions. So it probably does have some interrelationship with adrenaline. Um, because, because I know that it, it shuts off DHEA production, which is another primary uh, adrenal hormone, and they, they are reciprocals of each other. If you take DHEA late at night, you won't sleep as well if you're young and still producing uh, uh, melatonin because your body won't produce it as, as readily. Um, and so I've been taking melatonin for close to 20 years now, and I've interviewed... Uh, Dr. Russell Ryder from the University of Dallas, uh, Texas in, in Dallas, uh, or maybe he's in San Antonio, who is called the godfather of the pineal gland. He's authored over 800 studies uh, on the primary hormone of the pineal gland, which is melatonin. And at the end, I mean, he's still alive. I think he's retired now, but he was still teaching into his 80s. And, uh, he, and he was taking 60 milligrams a night of sublingual melatonin the last time I interviewed him, which was about two years ago. Um, and I, so I, I've been taking melatonin for 20 years now. Not a lot. I take nine milligrams a night, and, and I mm-hmm. can tell the difference in, my, in the quality of my sleep. Uh, but but I, I feel like I read – I know that it, it shuts off DHEA. I have to think that it has other – you know, since the adrenal glands tend to be the daytime – the locomotive period, you know, uh, when we're up and around and doing things, and the pineal gland seems to produce nighttime hormones. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I, I kind of feel like <clears throat> maybe they are they they, they kind of work hand in hand, but they they just work different shifts. Well, <clears throat> remember, adrenaline peaks at two thirty in the morning, so the adrenal glands are working at night also. If you're if you're more insulin sensitive, does it? Does it make sense that they just don't have to work as hard? They just don't have to pump out? Because isn't didn't you and I talk offline that the problem is not that the adrenal glands don't produce adrenaline. It's that the body becomes desensitized. It's kind of like the same model of insulin resistance, but we're talking about adrenaline resistance. So if you're metabolically flexible, you, you, you eat a low-carb diet, um, you tend to have a low-stress lifestyle, uh, you're getting good quality sleep. Doesn't it make sense that the adrenals don't have to put out as much for the for the the brain to be happy? Well, <clears throat> what, what makes sense is that the the you can certainly control adrenaline by how, by the nutrients that you provide the brain. So if people are eat, like vegetarians, you know <clears throat> they may have less of a problem because you know they they have a constant inflow of, of glucose. Um, but you know. Um, well, one thing that we didn't really mention, um, you know, a lot of people are concerned about weight. And I just want to bring to your, your listeners' attention please, that... Please, please. Um, you know, you, you have people that diet in X. Are you there, sir? You dropped out. The last thing I heard was you have people who diet in exercise. I'll just edit, <laughs> I'll just edit the music mm. out. We'll just edit. So the last thing we heard you say was... Okay. Um, you have people who diet and exercise, obviously, for weight management, and you're about to throw in the discussion about adrenaline. <clears throat> the, um, you know, a lot of people put out adrenaline at night, and, and the reason why the body's putting out adrenaline is to raise sugar levels. And the thing about sugar, it doesn't matter whether or not, whether you're eating sugar or whether the body's producing sugar, if you don't burn up the sugar, 
then the body stores all that extra sugar in your fat cells. But it gets worse because when the body releases adrenaline, it creates stress to the body. And in response, the body puts out cortisol to deal with the stress. And the first thing cortisol does, it also raises sugar levels through a different process. So while people are sleeping or trying to sleep, <clears throat> they're putting out two hormones that raise sugar levels, and uh, which is getting stored as fat. It's probably the number one cause of weight gain, and nobody ever talks about it. Wow. That's amazing. Um, the... Um, and, you know, you've heard the term ADHD, but they also have another term called ADD. And these are kids that have trouble focusing, but they're not hyperactive. Right. And these kids always have a weight problem because they're putting out all this adrenaline, but they're not burning up the, the sugar. sugar from the adrenaline like kids with ADHD that are hyperactive. And <clears throat> so, so creative people very often have a problem with weight um, unless they have... Both, I call what what I call mixed type ADHD was a combination of ADHD and ADD, <clears throat> and these people that had that combination uh, are the most successful people in the world. The heads of every major corporation probably have two different types of ADHD, and very few of them, if any, <laughs> ever finished college, and yet they're the heads of corporations. Interesting. Um, well, adrenaline is an interesting hormone. So. Well, it makes us, th 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 when we talk about type A people, we're talking about people who tend to be running on adrenaline right. more often. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, That's exactly. what we are. And um, so what about meditation? Does meditation have the ability to um, kind of uh, shift a person's propensity to produce adrenaline if they meditate long term? Well, well, you know, there, there are certain things that people can do to sort of, help control adrenaline. You know, meditation is one, taking deep breaths is another. But, you know, to me, these are Band-Aids, you know, because they don't cure anything. They, they just, they help alleviate. Uh, it's, it's like certain drugs, you, you know, you can take that <clears throat> can help alleviate, but they don't cure anything. So to me, the best way of dealing with excess adrenaline is to prevent it from <laughs> occurring in the first place. And, and you do that by just providing the right fuel to the brain and using progestin cream to, to block adrenaline. Oxytocin? Um, what about oxytocin? I know, you know, well, it's becoming more and more popular within the prescribing HRT uh, uh, divisions, so. Yeah, well, oxytocin affects certain areas of the brain, there's no question. Um, but, again, to me, it would be a Band-Aid because it's really not directly affecting adrenaline, but it's helping alleviate certain symptoms. Um, but some, but some yeah. in this audience would say, but... but but putting progesterone cream on as a Band-Aid, too. Is it, it, so I, I realize that because we are uh, ancient creatures living in modernity today, and we have been ill-equipped to function in the, in the roles of life <laughs> that we... Right. No, it's true. Ab I mean, I've had Dr. Daniel no, Lieberman... Right. Yeah, I mean, when we look at evolution, I mean, we've, we, we were never designed for any of this. Me sitting behind a microphone for four hours a day, like that's... I'm supposed to be out walking and looking for stuff and so uh, because we are we are cursed by the trappings of modernity uh, is there a way for us to raise progesterone levels naturally without turning to creams or is it that no because we weren't we don't belong where we are so we have to use uh, you know exogenous things to correct it well i think we're in that <laughs> i think you're right we have to use exogenous things uh, i don't know of anything that that really elevates progesterone levels um, the, um, but you know, but one thing that you could do to help yourself is to stand up 
and talk on the microphone. Right? Oh, I do. I do. I, I stand up. Well, I, I can't stand and talk on the microphone right now. But in, in, during the commercial breaks, I get up and I walk down the hall and I do push-ups. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> and I don't know that I don't know that that's actually alleviating uh, adrenaline because I obviously do try to do twenty-five push-ups very quickly and then get back in my seat. Wow! But um, but you know that that I'm may a, may not be the best thing. I'm, in the world. I'm impressed. Okay. Well, uh, that was after training this morning. I trained this morning for an hour, so I'm kind of uh, wow. wiped out right now. But anyway. Um, so, so obviously, but meditation can be beneficial. What about sex? I have to believe that adrenaline drops after orgasm. You know, we, we never talk about sex. Sex is like, like adrenaline. It, it, we know that it confers all of these benefits. It's amazing. I, like men who have more orgasms don't get prostate cancer. Uh, women who have um, uh, their partner ejaculate into them don't get uh, uh, fib- fibrotic uh, t- tumors in their uterus. It's like we, we, we forget... We will put on this planet to do one thing, and that's to have offspring, and that's it. That is job number one, but we act like as though it's unimportant. Men, men, men who don't ejaculate often tend to have the most aggressive prostate cancers. So I have to believe that uh, after being with your partner who you, you have love and emotions for and you have an orgasm, I have to believe that adrenaline probably drops down into the dirt. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that's a study I haven't done, but... Um, but, you know, looking at it from another standpoint <clears throat> is that adrenaline is an anger hormone. And, and when people have a lot of anger, very often it, it impairs their sexuality. You know, mm. they, um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Interesting. It's an anger hormone. So if you spend less time angry and more time appreciating your life, maybe that'll have a, a, a role in it. So is the diet, the diet in the book also, the diet that you detail – uh, you, well, yeah, I mean, diet is, is an incredibly important part of lowering adrenaline. And, um, what I should do um, is give you, you know, the one downside to using progesterone. Um, because it basically has no side effects, and you can't overdose on it. But, you know, this, but now we come back to that, that condition called type 3 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't have a test for type 3 diabetes. But indirectly, one test for it is, is, is to use progesterone cream because when people have uh, insulin resistance in the brain, one of the characteristics of progesterone is that it does create some degree of insulin resistance, which is a good thing because it prevents people from getting sleepy in the afternoon or sleepy when they're driving. Um, you know, some people go off the road and hit a train and kill themselves when they become hypoglycemic when they're driving, but insulin prevents that, which is good. But when, if people already have insulin resistance in the brain and they use progesterone, then they actually have an increase, an immediate increase in the amount of adrenaline um, <clears throat> because the body, again, detects that it's even harder now to get sugar into the brain cell. So, um, so in that case, um, it, you know, I tell people, because it does happen, not, not often, but it happens, you know, it, it's one of the predisposing factors to Alzheimer's when people have type 3 diabetes. So, you know, I tell them that this is actually a good thing because Alzheimer's is, as you probably know, is a disease of prevention. Right. And um, so uh, I explained to them how important now it is to use ketones, you know, as, as the fuel to, you know, for the brain. And, um, but sometimes when people are just lousy eaters to begin with and, uh, and then all of a sudden they start using progesterone, uh, they will get this uh, increased insulin resistance. So, I, again, I haven't stopped the progesterone, 
and then make sure they're eating correctly, and then restart the progesterone. So what 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 would so, be the symptoms that they would notice? They, they, they would feel oh, right, sluggish? Right, yeah, no, right away they feel more anxious, uh, palpitations, they, they might have uh, more tension in the neck. Mm. In other words, uh, adrenaline is not a subtle hormone. You know, it's a very powerful hormone. Um when I was taking, I was taking fifty milligrams of progesterone before bed at night, and uh-huh. I was sleeping very soundly, but I would wake up in the morning and just feel groggy, like oh man, you know. And maybe fifty right, milligrams. Yeah, a bit of a, what's that? But that's oral. That's oral progesterone. That's a whole different yeah, ballpark. Yeah. You know, eighty percent of oral progesterone converts into a different hormone. Right. And um, so I, I never recommend oral progesterone. Interesting. So. Interesting. Very, very interesting discussion, uh, and it's an imp- important. And like you said, no, nobody's paying attention to this. And, and, and obviously our fascination and love affair with stimulants is, is making this worse, is it not? Well, you, well, you know, pe- people, again, that um, have a lot of adrenaline, you know, like I said, these are the people that get involved with drugs and alcohol. If you look at the music industry, you know, the amount of drugs and alcohol in the music industry, and these are all creative type people. And they're the ones that, like I say, have the most adrenaline. And even in Hollywood, with the Hollywood actors get involved with drugs and alcohol. Um, the um, so <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 an it, it's completely under the radar. This whole thing about adrenaline, and and my book, Adrenaline Dominance, uh, as far as I know, is the only book ever written that talks about excess adrenaline and the consequences and the conditions and how to treat it. Interesting. But, um, but getting back to what you said, eating correctly uh, is is very important. And 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 you de- and you detail that in the book, right? You detailed the dietary approach that people should be following. I if- do. Ab- okay. Ab- good. Absolutely. Yeah, because they, you know, and and I haven't used progesterone cream right before they eat, because as soon as people put in food in the mouth, they're putting out insulin. And again, when insulin levels go up, blood sugar drops. When blood sugar drops, the body puts out more adrenaline. So one of the ways of controlling adrenaline is to control insulin. So I have a good friend who has a child who is spirited. You know, the, <laughs> okay. And the, and the school keeps saying, you know, the child needs special care and they need drugs. And, and the mom and the dad do not want to put the child on any drugs for obvious reasons. Well, they don't, so I need, right, to tell they don't them, I need to tell them to get the adrenaline, I mean, the, the progesterone cream uh, at 5%. And what? Rub it on his rub it rub it on his arms first thing in the morning, or right? You know, you, you know, ch- children. You know, they, like I said, they have colic. Um, you know, when they, when they're first born, um, when they're in the womb, they get exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone. So you keep, you know, so children, you cannot overdose a child with progesterone, and it's extremely safe to give them because they've been exposed to it. Uh, they just they're just not making it anymore. Um, yeah, so so it's a safe hormone to give to children, but you know, again, it's one of those taboos. You know, you don't give hormones to children. Oh, I know, so I know, they, but but you can give them all the give them all the soy milk they want. Let's not let's let, that's the that's the the nonsense and, and drugs and, and vaccinations. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when they we talk about HRT and we talk about phytoestrogens, we talk about the amount of phytoestrogens in soy, and and children can drink soy milk all day long, and that's fine. And the uh, I had Dr. Scott Connolly, the founder of Metrix, come on my show probably eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and he actually broke it out uh, the, the the phytoestrogen load in a glass of soy milk as compared to a, a transdermal preparation of estrogen that was a five percent estrogen biased, 
and he said that the, the child is getting almost 100 times more estrogenic compounds in that soy milk than if, if somebody rubbed the cream at a dose that mm-hmm. is given to a, a, a postmenopausal woman. And that's, that, that's the nonsense that we deal with today. You know, the, 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 the phytoestrogens, the xenoestrogens <clears throat> that children are consuming today, oh, that's not a big deal. That's no big deal. That's okay. So it's just uh, and, and, and soy for the most part is genetically modified now. Yeah, and you know I I don't have a beef with g- genetic modifications, Doc. I mean, mm-hmm. so if they can genetically modify a food to to confer greater benefits to mm-hmm. the pre- the people who consume it, I'm all for that. But all the genetic modifications we've seen to date have been designed to benefit industry, allow industry to slather more chemicals on these things to allow industry to grow salmon faster uh, at, at cheaper prices. So, so the, all the genetic modifications have been designed to benefit industry. And, and as such, they are not good for us because what industry does is they just put more glyphosate on these plants and we eat them with the, gly- with the plants. We eat the glyphosate. Now, if they can right. come out with genetic modifications that, that confer greater omega three fatty acids that are actually absorbable, unlike other plant mm-hmm. forms, you know, then I'm, okay, that's a good thing, but they've yet to do any of that sort of stuff. Right. <clears throat> Not a perfect world. Yeah. Listen, it's been really great having you on the show. The well, web, it's been a pleasure. The, web, the website is platwellness.com. The book is Adrenaline Dominance. You can get it at Amazon. Um, it's been really fun, and I think that your message is important, and I hope that you get picked up by other podcasts because it's an important discussion. Well, thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you, thank you. Take care. Okay. Uh, and that's it for today's show. Well, we have lots of great shows planned this weekend. This Friday, we're doing an amazing episode of the Pep Talk, um, and we're going to have a new physician on with us, and uh, we're going to be talking about PT one forty one, which is the only known aphrodisiac. Made for women. It's actually been released as a drug called Vilesi, uh, approved by the FDA. So we'll talk about that this Friday and lots of good shows all week. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening today.